Good morning on this Sunday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we are talking about some of the effects and some of the things that are caused in a person's life for being unthankful and ungrateful. We had learned from the book of Romans that because they were not thankful, they became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So there are effects that take place when one grows ungrateful, there's no gratitude whatsoever, and an unthankfulness in our lives. So the book of 1 Corinthians, as we review some of the scriptures that we went over yesterday, uh, to go ahead and go through some of the others, we had learned that the Apostle Paul, during every time that he prayed, whether it was for this church or for that church or a group of people, or when he remembered something or when he was petitioning God or making supplication, he always included thanksgiving, the giving of thanks unto God as an offering, as a sacrifice. He did not come empty-handed, but he always presented something before God, maybe not necessarily something physical and material, such as a gold coin or a physical offering of an animal sacrifice. But he always presented before God the gift and the gifts of thanksgiving. They were offered before God in his prayers. 1 Corinthians 1.4, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God. He thanked God for the grace of God that was bestowed on the people in 1 Corinthians. In Ephesians 1.14, or 1.15, the scripture says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. And yesterday we had ended with the question, what do we add to our prayers, to our petitions, to our intercessions, to our uh, uh, asking of things of God? And it should always be with the giving of thanks. When we remember people that God has brought into our lives or God has removed from our lives, uh, there should be a giving of thanks, because we are, first and foremost, if you stop and consider it, members of one body, and that is the body of Christ. We are interconnected with the relationship of koinonia. That means with the relationship of fellowship. Our entire body works together as one unit, even though we're individual units each and every one of us were part of a whole, and we make up the whole as each individual placed in his or her position does his and her part in functioning in the body. So because we are part one of another, we should always consider, thank God, it would be like in the natural thing. I thank you, my Father or our Heavenly Father, that my hands function. I can use them. 
Uh, I need them when I am using the keyboard to type. Uh, I thank you that my uh, hands uh, uh, function. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a a, ch a, a, ch a chef, uh, a cook, and I need them uh, to be able to prepare the meals. Or I thank you because my hands work. I need them when I'm driving to work to steer uh, my vehicle. And even though we have automation and a lot of things nowadays are done by technology, yet there is nothing more unique than our hands, the way they are created, the way each bone, each ligament, each joint, uh, each thumb uh, functions. They are indispensable. They are necessary. So it, it, it just as, as the simplest part of our body is necessary, it has its function. Even so, we have our function in the body of Christ, and we should be thankful. Uh, it doesn't matter if we're an eye, if we're a foot, if we're a nose, if we're a toe. We should be thankful for that part, but also be thankful and grateful for everybody else whose part and position in the body uh, is included. And we have fellowship. Uh, if we remember from the book of 1 John, that uh, the Apostle John, he talked about having fellowship with the Father and with Jesus and one another. And as we do, and as we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Meaning that as we walk in that fellowship, that, that, that wholesome fellowship of being part of that body, then that would always include in our lives the remembering of the other members of the body, whether they're physically present and you can see them. I, I, I can't see many of our brethren because they're in different parts of the world. They're ministering in many different parts of the world. I can't see them physically. Now, people can look them up on YouTube or on the internet and etc. But that's not what I'm talking about. It's like how many of you have actually seen your heart functioning? How many of you have actually seen your stomach functioning? See, other than uh, some type of a uh, a scan or, or some type of a sonogram or something like that, uh, or x-ray, uh, we don't. But yet, they are there. And they're doing their part. So the Apostle Paul recognizes <clears throat> And he says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. That is part of our fellowship. Giving thanks for the other parts of the body that are members also. In Philippians 1.4, he says, always in every prayer. So just stop and think about it. Not ceasing to give thanks. That is what he said. Thanks unto my God always. And then I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. You know, those are very powerful words. Always, every, uh, ceasing not. Uh, they're, they're, they're words that are telling us and painting us a picture that the Apostle Paul really 
in the midst of all that he had going for his life. All that was involved made sure that thanksgiving was added in his prayers. And I don't see why we cannot do that if we're going to be praying and asking God for certain things. Why we cannot add the ingredient and the sacrifice of non-empty hands of saying, Thank you, our God, for such and such and such. But we must always remember that it is God's goodness that the psalmist always talks about. God's goodness in having provided the other members of the body. God's goodness in having made provision for your individual life, for your physical body, for your home, for your family, for your job. God's goodness in protecting. God's goodness in being faithful unto us. God's goodness in long-suffering, mercy, loving kindness. God's goodness in loving us. See, all of these things are part of and make up the goodness of God towards us. But then, of course, we can always remember also that there is God's greatness in what he has done that is so amazing. To me, the greatest thing that I can possibly ever think of is the new birth, our salvation, the greatness of Jesus going to the cross, defeating a spiritual enemy, overcoming and having the victory over sin, over death, over the grave. All of this is uh, absolutely a great wonder how the God and creator of heaven and earth could come and take on a human physical body like ours and live amongst us, dwell amongst us, and then give himself as a sacrifice and shed his blood, his life force for us. Sinful fallen man. It is a great work. And then to think that our God and our Heavenly Father is holy. His name is holy. And there is no standard that we have physically on this earth that we can compare to holiness. Because He stands alone as God. As the holy God. As the one and only Holy God. He stands alone and then he requires of us to come before him and worship him in spirit and worship him in truth. Bringing the sacrifice of thanksgiving and offering praise as we enter into his presence. How hard can that possibly be? But yet, many a Christian Many a believer find it difficult to find time to give thanks not only to God on a daily basis, but in the circumstances that they find themselves. The moment that bad news hits, it seems that we want to shut down because of fear. But if we are 
overloaded, if we are filled with abundance, if we are rich in the word of God in our hearts, then out of that richness, out of that abundance, out of that overflow, our mouth will speak of the goodness of the Lord. Our song will be upon our lips because of the overflowing of the gratefulness and thankfulness in our hearts unto him because the Lord is good and worthy to be praised. The goodness of the Lord is always there and his mercies are new every single day for us. Well, as we continue to look at the apostle and his prayers, it says in uh, Colossians 1, 3, and 4, we give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. So here we see the giving of thanks to God and to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It says in verse number 4, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to the saints. Now, as we get ready to conclude, in 1 Thessalonians, in chapter 1, in verse 2 and 3, it says, We give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Once again, we find this powerful act of thanksgiving unto God during and for the times of prayer. The scripture says, when you pray, or we can say, as you pray throughout the day, make sure that you're giving God thanks at the same time. Not just coming before Him to receive and get something from Him, but bringing something to Him also at the same time. 1 Thessalonians 1.3 Remembering without ceasing your work of faith and labor of love and the patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and our Father. So Paul always mentioned a reason to be able to abound in his thankfulness unto God. So it says in 2 Thessalonians 1.3, we are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because of your faith groweth exceedingly, and your love of every one of you all towards each other abounds. The reason for him giving thanks is that they were walking in the walk that the Lord had set before them. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. How much thanksgiving overflows naturally and how much thanksgiving do we practice so that it becomes as natural as breathing in our lives. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. The Lord richly and fully bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.